Hi, Rav Judah here with Masechet Avodah Zarah, Parak Bet, Mishnah Bet, dedicated towards the merit of Rafur Shlema for Tova Miriam Bat Devorah Mindel. Mit Rapim Behen Ripui Mamon, Avalo Ripui Nafasho. So now we're moving on to utilizing Gentile doctors. So it says you're allowed to use them for Ripui Mamon, healing of money, but not for healing of life or souls. What is that? So this is a debate. Does it mean that one's allowed to use them as a veterinarian to heal one's property, such as one's animal, but not to heal one's self? Uh, the concern being that the this idolater may uh, give you basically bad advice or bad medical care, more so because this idolater may be an anti-Semite and would happily uh, take a Jew's life and have the, the guise and the, the cover for which to do it. The other opinion is that no, when it says that it's repoint mamon and not repoint fasha, what it means is that one can have a Gentile heal them for something that is a minor hurt, that is basically a matter of money, but not life and death. So injury, but not life and death. So the question is, one can either use a, a Gentile as a veterinarian, but not for people, or yes, for people, if it's a, uh, a external injury or just, just a, a healing injury, not life and death, because we're concerned are they going to take the life of a Jew very seriously. The Gemara goes on and says, though, that if the Gentile has reputation on the line, for example, if they say, here's a medicine that's good for you, since a Jew can go get another opinion, and people will find out and say, what, he told you that was good for you? That's called arsenic. That's not good for you. Um, so in that case, you're actually allowed to engage a Gentile doctor because the assumption is that there's someone doing a bit of, or there's potential for doing a bit of fact-checking, and we can uh, we can see that they'll be okay. Uh, the same thing really applies in the second half of the Mishnah. So Mayor says you can't get a haircut from a Gentile. What do you mean you can't get a haircut from a Gentile? So remember, they're holding a razor blade. Uh, near one's face and throat. There is a story I heard years ago when Napoleon was emperor, or declared himself emperor, that he had a barber, and that barber used to cut his hair, shave the shave the emperor. And uh, one day that barber said to Napoleon, I am so honored, your excellency, your highness, your eminence, whatever it is, that uh, that you, you trust me, because I realize that all these years I've been your faithful barber, and I always have a razor blade right by your neck, and you've trusted me, and I am so deeply touched. Thank you, Your Highness. And right as he finished his haircut, Napoleon had that man put to death. Why? Because he said, listen, till now, it didn't occur to you that you could kill me. But now that you've realized it and articulated it, I realize it's on your mind. So according to similar lines, your mayor says that you can't have a Gentile cut your hair because they're holding a, sh- a razor blade, basically by your by your face and by your head, and that's very dangerous. However, when the Chachamim say, it's totally permissible in public. Don't do it in private. Going in private into some, with somebody who you believe may not be morally caring for you as a human being, as a Jew, and could be violent or dangerous to you and might even want you dead, this idolater here. So don't go into private with them and anything dangerous. But in a public place to get a haircut where other people can see, that's fine. And again, I note that we were talking here about idolaters and, and violent people, and uh, generally our interactions are with very lovely and nice Gentiles, as well as they're also, I think, usually most people get their haircut in public anyway.